0: Yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow, welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show, Cindy and Kale. come through, they about to let it, let it go, welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a
1: seat, yeah. life-loving comics, is the, place, it's to the place to be, he's a comic book writer, she's a music lover, things get a little crazy when these two get together, life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather, but when you got someone you love, it just make it all better, daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird. I know you can't get enough. Cullen's comic corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow. It's our playground. Yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and come in through. They're about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Yeah. Life loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go.
0: And we're back. Woo! After after what? like
1: 200 year hiatus? (laughs) It's been
0: a long time, Um, but we are back, and uh, if you're listening to this, then you have heard the brand new Bungalow theme song. Welcome to the Bungalow! Yes, welcome to the Bungalow. Um, So, it's been a little bit, we've had a lot going on, a lot of weird stuff uh, in our lives that we, some of it we will probably go into, and some of it we will not go into. Yeah. But we're happy to be back, and Cindy has made me promise that we're going to have a, uh, a set schedule for recording these, so we'll see if I can keep that promise. You can't. <laughs> I'm glad you have so much faith in me. Um, but we're back, and we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. So, uh, let's just, uh, you know, so broadcasting from a secret studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. We're back with the bungalow. So let's uh let's jump right into it. What do we what's been going on, Cindy?
1: How long has it been since we've recorded? I don't know. It's been months, right?
0: It's been at least a couple of months.
1: We did bef- it's before we went to New York, right?
0: Well before we went okay.
1: to New York. Okay. So yeah, so we went to New York in October for New York Comic Con. That was a lot of fun.
0: That was a lot of fun. Um it was uh it was extremely, that convention was crazy busy. Yes. Um, I, I guess it's not as busy as San Diego, but it sure feels that way. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was hard to, to move around that convention center.
1: I waited an hour and a half to pee. Yes. I considered busting into the men's room at one point. Well,
0: you would have had to wait 40 minutes there. <laughs> But but there were, by the way, there you know, because there was a huge line in all the restrooms. Um, there were women coming into the men's room and saying, "Have you seen that line for the ladies' room? This is what we're we're using." Um, and I will also say that, and I've shared this in other places. I've learned a valuable lesson about conventions. Don't go. <laughs> um, no. But you know the you know and nothing against cosplay. I think cosplayers are awesome, and, and and we took a lot of pictures of some cosplays. There were some really cool ones that we saw. Um, but when you see the cosplayers who are in like the full body sleeve Spider Man costume or Venom costume, um, yes. you know, where it's you know a full body sleeve, I will not be shaking the hands of those people anymore. And it's not, it's not uh, it's nothing personal against them. But I can't take the chance because I was standing in line uh, in the restroom and a couple of the stalls were taken up by uh, by cosplayers who were, I guess, putting their costumes on. And you can see under you can see under the stall and the gloves, you know, basically, I guess they had the the costume down around their waist or whatever they were putting on and the gloves were just sort of slipping and sliding back and forth in the. uh,
1: the bathroom stall floor.
0: On the bathroom stall floor, which in the men's room is always disgusting, and you know, then they pull the costume on, they put the gloves on, and they they're out and about high fiving and uh, and shaking hands. So just keep that in mind. Important safety tip: uh, I love cosplayers, but I uh, I will not, <laughs> I cannot advise shaking the hand of a, a full body sleeve. Well, in the Deadpools, usually they have gloves that they take on and off. These are the gloves. Oh, that's that, true. These that's are like true. the costumes that don't have like, like removable gloves, yeah. like Spider-Man and Venom. But uh, but just be aware. Just be aware that if they changed in the bathroom stall, they could have been having their gloves slipping around in the urine-soaked floor.
1: So you walk up to them. Here's how you remedy that. You walk okay. up to them, and you say... Where did you put your costume on? Did <laughs> yes. you do it at home? Tell or me, did you do it here?
0: Tell me in detail how you got <laughs> dressed. Ew. Uh, you're right? So there's really no way around it. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, so New York. But other than that, the convention was fun and we stayed a few extra days.
1: Yeah. And we hung out with, oh my gosh, so many cool people while we were in New York. Um, I met a lot of people that I've been friends with on the internet for years and finally had the chance to meet him in person. So that was really cool. Um,
0: yeah, we uh, yeah, that was, we that had was a lot some fun. of my I and mean, this was not me blowing smoke for you. I was telling the truth. Some of my favorite times on that trip were having like the dinners and stuff with the friends that you were getting together with. Yeah. So no, it was a it was a good trip. A lot of fun. I don't know that I will set up at that convention again anytime soon, but uh, but I may go back to the convention and just be wandering around.
1: There you go. So, so what else is up? What else is up? We had a we had an awesome Halloween.
0: Oh yeah, we did have a cool Halloween.
1: You and you and Squish had your garage haunted house that was a big hit in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, we set up a cool. We were going. It was going to be bigger, but it was so cold but, that night that I didn't want to set up a huge thing in the driveway and then have to take it all down in the freezing cold. But yeah, we set up a haunted house in the garage. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of kids really enjoyed it. I think uh, Squish and his his buddies who were here and, and helped mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So it'll probably become. Uh, we had a lot of neighbors who said, "Do you guys do this every year? Because it's awesome." So uh, yeah, we'll probably be doing um, doing it again in the in the near future. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. It was. It was really cool. I think my favorite part, though, my, my best friend came over with uh, her husband and her bonus son and her daughter. And they were helping in the haunted house for a while. And her six-year-old daughter, at one point, at one point there was, a, like, a mom that came through with some little kids. And I, we've been trying to warn you guys ahead of time if they were little kids not to, like, freak them out and scare them. And traumatize them. But this one we all missed. And they came walking through. And the kids all jumped out, you know, to, to spook everybody. And this little bitty girl just started crying and screaming. And we all felt so bad.
0: <laughs> I didn't feel bad.
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> and... And so my friend's daughter comes around to the other side of the garage and looks at me, and she goes, "Yes, we made a baby cry."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, "Really? That's not what we're aiming for here tonight, kid." So,
0: yeah, but uh, but no, that was fun. Uh, so I'm already thinking about what we have to do next year for the haunted house. I'm already uh, stressed out about it. We only have we only have. 11 months to go. So,
1: oh my gosh, have you started yes. planning and plotting? Planning,
0: and trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to clean the garage out again. I, I still have mm. to unpack, I have to still have to pack all the Halloween stuff up that we unpacked for the haunted house. So,
1: yeah, I you know. I pull into the garage and there's still like this creepy cloaked skeleton face hanging from the ceiling (laughs) in the garage that welcomes me, that beckons me into the garage every time I come home.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't a Halloween decoration.
1: What? What?
0: (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. All right. So what else? After Halloween, what did we accomplish?
1: Well, it's only a couple weeks. We're getting ready for your birthday. That's
0: true. It is my birthday coming up this weekend.
1: And you're going to be what, how old? 200? I yeah,
0: I know. Well, you keep hitting on 200. You must be have heard something with the number 200, because this is two, twice in this, in this recording. I'm
1: about to punch you 200 times.
0: <laughs> in less than 10 minutes, you've mentioned 200 twice. What else did I say, 200? I don't know, but you did. Oh,
1: yeah, that would had been 200 yep. years since yes. we... Even... So
0: you must have heard a song or something to do with 200. But no, I will not be 200 years old, but I will be very old. So. No,
1: you won't. And you're not going to be old, you're going to be vintage.
0: (laughs) I'm a collector's item.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you are. Hamina, hamina. But, no, so we're going to get together this weekend with some friends and do the birthday thing. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to eat carbs this weekend for the first time in a month and a half. (laughs) Well, (laughs) give or take.
0: Well, yeah, but, but we both, well, I you've been better about it than than I have. But uh but uh but yeah, you've done really good. You've you've really been sticking to this carb-free diet, which is a nightmare. <laughs> um this time doesn't seem as bad as last time.
1: Because this time we're not doing keto. We're just doing low carb, carb and there is a difference. Yes.
0: But it's been successful for you and uh and yeah, but I am going to I think I've already told you, first thing in the morning I'm going to Krispy Kreme <laughs> and I'm getting some donuts and then I'm not worrying about carbs Saturday or Sunday and yep. then I'll be back then, worrying about carbs Yep, again
1: Monday back to the grind. But, um... Uh, right. Yeah. So, but I feel like we missed some stuff from October. Like what? Well, like... I don't know. It just feels like... Was there... Yeah.
0: Um... Well, what about, what about our producer? Uh, we need to be, do a big congrats to, to yes. Ronnie the Bear Baron.
1: Ronnie and Melissa got they, hitched.
0: They got hitched. Congratulations to them.
1: And fortunately, we were not able to be there.
0: No, because uh, I had overcommitted to conventions, because also around.
1: Shocking all there. Yeah,
0: no. know. Um, but no, we weren't able to be there. But uh, congratulations to them. Um, nothing but happiness in their future.
1: And I just realized I still haven't sent their wedding present. I know,
0: it's sitting on our table. I'm cleaning house, uh, Want today, I- and I noticed it's still sitting on the dining room table. So, take care of that, Cindy. Chop, chop. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so that's what's been going on.
1: Yeah. You're um,
0: all caught up in all the, everything you've missed. That's all that, from us not recording. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
1: We lead such All, exciting lives.
0: Everything that's fit to talk about.
1: I ran a book fair at school. Yeah. at Squish's school.
0: Mm-hmm. How did that feel?
1: It was a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. But it was a labor of love.
0: <laughs> really? Love?
1: For my squish.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Although, <laughs> my kid hates reading, so
0: uh-huh.
1: it's not really for squish. I'm going to be honest. Biggest reason I'm even in Involved in like PTA and that kind of crap is because the squeaky wheel gets the oil.
0: Well, that's true.
1: And I don't want my kid to get lost in the shuffle.
0: You are the Beverly Goldberg of our (laughs) neighborhood.
1: (laughs) I wish. Mm -hmm. I want to be Beverly Goldberg.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. But no, I get it. I know that you were very stressed during that time. And that's another thing. It, It was just additional. It was like... For whatever reason, in September and October, we decided to heap stressful thing after stressful thing after stressful thing after stressful thing onto our shoulders, and uh, it, it. I still have not recovered from all of it. Yeah, you know, some of it was fun stress, but a, a huge, <clears throat> a huge portion of it was not fun stress. So, um, it's all right. Your that's time. all right. My
1: Krispy creams are coming. Yay. <laughs> you know jackson's gonna go with you right oh
0: yeah we always go because we're gonna make sure that hot and ready yeah, sign hot is and ready.
1: On. don't they have an app i think they have an app
0: <laughs> they should
1: well i think they do and like the app alerts you whenever the the free donut sign the hot donut sign is on
0: well i'll have to download that app i guess <laughs> so um but yeah so there we go um
1: so what's been going on with you it's been a while Oh well, wait! Here we go. Oh no. Cullen's comic corner.
0: I'm gonna find someone to record uh, an intro to that section so that no, you you're don't have not. to hum that anymore.
1: No, you're not.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know comics. Uh, I couldn't tell you what's coming out right now. Again. Uh, with everything that's been going on, I feel like I haven't been doing the work I need to do, that I'm letting my schedule slip quite a bit. Um, A couple of things that have been announced since, I think, the last recording. I don't think that The Empty Man had been announced yet, had it? No. And So Disney is releasing The Empty Man feature film based on, uh, on my series of the same name. It will be coming out... Uh, I think in August, August of, next, of year. next year, so that's that's going to be hitting theaters in August. Um, so that's exciting. Um, it's a it's a movie that was uh, part of the Fox slate, and then when the Disney Fox merger happened, uh, there was a little bit of question on what would happen with it, but uh, it has officially been announced as coming out in in August. And then in other uh, media, TV, movie news. Uh, Netflix has picked up *The Unsound*, which is another uh, book from Boom Entertainment. Um, they picked up *The Unsound* with uh, with David Sandberg attached and Skylar James attached to adapt it. And uh, I don't have dates on that yet, but it'll be a, a Netflix uh, feature film on Netflix. Nice. So that's super exciting news. Uh, there's a couple of other um, a couple of other big. TV and film things that I cannot announce yet. It has not been made public. But uh, I can hint at it and say that there's some cool things coming up, and you'll you get, to, you'll get to, to hear about those things. Hopefully, uh, at least one of them we'll hear about by the end of the year.
1: Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Um,
0: and then uh, comic book-wise, uh, I have a couple of, you know, uh, the one, one thing I'll say for this I think is probably important is Tales from Harrow County, number one, comes out in early December. Early to mid-December. And the final order cutoff for that is November 25th. So if you haven't told your local comic shop that you want that book, I think it would be uh, this is the time to to pre-order that book and and go in and tell them. uh, Those pre-orders, it's a dumb system, the way comic books have to be ordered a couple of months in advance and everything. It's it's annoying and, and, and stupid, but... Uh, it's, it's what we've got, and those pre-orders absolutely help. Uh, they help the, the creator because it helps our numbers on our books that are sold. It helps the comic book stores because they ne- they, they're they not ordering books that they're unsure if they're going to sell or not. It helps them understand uh, what book they can have on the shelf and what books will sell. Um, and it helps you, the, the readers, because uh, you're not missing out on something awesome. So go and pre-order those books, call and pre-order the book. If your comic book store says we don't do pre-orders, then you have a bad comic shop and you need to figure out um <laughs> something else. Um but yeah, that's uh but yeah, uh, just try to pre-order that that book if you can. Um that's the big one to to look out for, uh Tales from Harrow County number 1. Okay. And that's all the comic book news really. I mean, I don't I don't think uh, I have any other. I mean, there's lots of other books in the works and stuff, uh, but uh, but nothing that that I have I have that I can talk about just yet. Um, so that's that. That's it. A very quick comics corner. But that's awesome because now we have room for this new thing we're going to do. Yes. So we open up some questions. Or opened? A, we we put on we put a call for questions on. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, and we got a, we got a bunch of questions.
1: you got a bunch of questions Well,
0: we both did, but we're not going, we, we're not going to be able to answer all of them, so we're, if we don't get to it today' uh, we'll like save. Said, we will save them and we'll make sure we get to them in the next uh, recording um, and and we'll cover them so we're just gonna, we're just going to 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 jump through jump through and, and, and sure. answer a few of them. Um, the first question we got. And I feel bad right now because I didn't print this one out, so I can't remember who asked it.
1: I think his name was Michael.
0: The one Michael.
1: That one Michael.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so I didn't print that one out before we got here, and it came. It was like it came way before any of the other questions.
1: Um, I'm looking so real you, quick to see if I can find it. You
0: look and see if you can find his question. Oh yeah, it's his
1: my, name is Michael Sparkman.
0: Michael Sparkman. So he asked. Uh basically he asked for Cindy to give a list of her five favorite bands, right? It's like Sophie's choice and I think it's a little less important than so I mean, I think Sophie had a harder choice than you picking five bands. I just want to put that out there. Sophie had a tough choice.
1: <laughs> You're about to have an easy choice. <laughs> and
0: uh, and uh, and he asked me A very difficult question, a Sophie's Choice of a question. Of what?
1: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) What? What? uh, Five. Ow. Five uh, horror movies were my favorite. So, who should go first? You. Me. Okay. So.
1: Wait. Hold on. I think we should do something more interesting. Oh boy. I should answer your question for you. You should answer my question for me.
0: All right, let's try that. Only Go. on this one. Go Only ahead. On let's one. hear it. Then. All right,
1: your top five horror movies.
0: I have them written down. I noticed you did not bring a written list. I don't
1: need but this a way. List.
0: I this way. I you'll know that I'm not cheating. The thing. Okay.
1: Which is a sucky movie, but whatever. Um, The Thing.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, Session Nine. Interesting. Um. Hmm. Huh. Do I have them both? Are they both on your list? No,
0: they're not both on my list.
1: I can't thank them anymore. Go ahead. That's it? You yeah. give up after that? Yeah, it would take too long. We'd be sitting here for two hours. Um, Blair Witch? No. Um,
0: I like Session 9 and Blair Witch, but those are not on... I mean, I like them quite a bit, but they're not on my list.
1: Um. It... Nope. Not even the original? Nope. The Shining? No! I feel like I'm <laughs> regressing, not yeah, yeah. progressing. Uh, uh, you t- tell me, okay, tell me what... Okay, you're... so
0: the thing is on my list, and this list changes a lot. There, the thing is on my list, it would probably never come off the list unless a lot of really awesome horror movies come out. Uh, the thing is, is up there, Alien... Is up there and mm-hmm. will probably always be on my list. Um, right there alongside The Thing. Uh, the rest kind of change a little bit. And I had to see if I considered Jaws, for instance, a horror oh, movie or not. Okay. So I took Jaws out saying it's not a horror movie. Okay. I think it, I mean, it probably is. Until you ask me tomorrow, I might say it is. But without Jaws in the mix, I had Alien, The Thing, Phantasm 2, which I love all the Phantasm movies, but Phantasm Two is my favorite of all the Phantasm celebrate
1: movies. celebrate the entire catalog. I
0: celebrate the entire Phantasm catalog. <laughs> uh, An American Werewolf in London,
1: which okay. scared
0: the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. And the last one was a little tough, and Session 9 was on the list, but I took it off. And I replaced it with Dawn of the Dead from 1979. Because mm. I feel like that is like the perfect zombie movie. So I put it on there, and again, that may change if you were to ask me this again, and i in another month. I'm I might uh, have a different list,
1: kind of like the Cindy Ten.
0: Yeah, sort of. But movie. those are that's that's the ones in, in answer to to the question today. That is okay. What we've got, and now I'm going to name your favorite bands. Okay, I'm going to say Journey is like your right number one top, which is choice. kind of a given. Yeah, so Journey. The Killers,
1: Bon Jovi. Oh, um. See, it's harder than you think, huh?
0: Yes. And these are bands, not individual singers. Guns and Roses. What? <laughs> you saw them in concert? That they? Or well, you almost saw them in concert?
1: I saw a part of a concert. And then the Axel Rose decided to throw a temper tantrum and. Rascal
0: Flats. Rob Zombie. Or White Zombie. Alright, so how many of those did I get? Two. I named six and two. I only got two. Alright, so you two. name your favorites.
1: Alright. Obviously, first and always first, Journey. Number two, Bon Jovi. Number three,. Five Finger Death Punch. Number four. I don't know.
0: You wh- no, you can't say and I don't know.
1: No, um, honestly, I hadn't thought that far.
0: <laughs> you said when we sat down that you knew your five bands. No, I didn't. All right, it's going to be Vixen and Hanson.
1: Whatever. Get the hell out of here. No, um, it would be um,
0: the Highwaymen.
1: No. <laughs> There
0: traveling Wilburys. No, there
1: are no country bands on my top five.
0: Traveling Wilburys.
1: And it's not because I don't like country music. It's just not high up there. No, it would be Journey, Bon Jovi. Who was the third one? Five Finger Death Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, see, that's my problem. I don't know that I could do bands versus just vocalists, too.
0: I see. You're cheating.
1: I'm cheating. Right, no. We'll just name- no, 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 Okay, it would be Journey. Yeah. Bon Jovi. Five Finger Death Punch. I will agree The Killers is one of my... Is a great choice. So I'll put that as number four. So
0: I got three.
1: So technically you got three. Honestly, my fifth one, and people are going to think I'm nuts, but I've... They don't even put new music out anymore, but... Marty Casey and the Love Hammers.
0: I almost said Marty Casey and the Love Hammers.
1: Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers Marty Casey. He was one of the finalists in the um, what do you call it? There was a So
0: you think you can sing in a band? I don't know well, if it wasn't American.
1: He was the second runner-up for the new, to become the new lead singer for NXS when they had that TV show. Oh, I on, never watched
0: that season. Where they,
1: we didn't watch that season. We watched the second season. Yeah. But Marty Casey was the second runner-up, and my friend watched it and took me with her to one of the shows. Okay. And um, I fell in love with him after that, and I've followed him ever since. Interesting. Yeah.
0: All right. Now, if you were to
1: ask me my five favorite vocalists, it would be Steve Perry. It would be Pink.
0: Yeah. It
1: would be Elvis Presley. Actually, Elvis Presley would be before Pink.
0: Oh, these are in order. Yes. Fancy.
1: Yes. Just Steve Perry, Elvis Presley, Pink, Rob Zombie, which I know technically doesn't have a good singing voice, but he is an individual artist, so I'm putting him in that, in that lump.
0: Okay.
1: And this one there is a country singer, and that would be Blake Shelton.
0: Blake Shelton. There you go. All right, so we have a few other questions. and okay. Like I said, we cannot get to all of these today, but I'm making note, and we will try to get to them as best we can. Um, so the next one, since we were talking about singing shows, Dwayne Carter asked, which is the coolest looking character on The Masked Singer, and why is it thingamajig?
1: (laughs) Dude, I agree with you 100%.
0: He probably is the coolest looking of them. And yes, if you don't watch Masked Singer, the next two minutes is not going to be for you. Oh my god! But Cindy and I love The Masked Singer.
1: We're we're horrible at figuring out who people are. Sometimes.
0: But. Last season, we guessed a couple. We knew a couple. There were there were a couple of them, and yeah. at least one of them I guessed as soon as... They didn't even talk. They walked out, and I said, that's... Uh,
1: yeah, you did. That's
0: Tommy Chong. It yeah. was something about the way he walked or something. Um, but, uh, so, it's about, what, halfway through the season now? Yeah. So... Uh, I I would agree with you, Dwayne, that Thingamajig is probably the coolest looking of the bunch. I thought Ladybug was pretty cool looking, too. And spoilers, in case you haven't watched it, skip ahead like two or three minutes. Uh, actually, we won't talk about any any of the winners or who anybody was, but we can talk about who we think people are. Yes. And I don't know who any of them are. I, I had one guess for, uh, I don't know who Thingamajig is. I don't know. I, really. I had one guess for The Fox. Yeah. But now, and because the Fox keeps having all these comic book references in his in oh, his yeah. thing, and he keeps talking about, um, talking about uh, how he's part of a team and stuff like that. Yeah. And I started thinking that maybe it was an actor from an Avengers movie or a Marvel movie or something like that. And I thought something about it reminds me of Anthony Mackie. Who plays the Falcon and the new Captain America? Um, but I don't know now because I think Anthony Mackie ha- he said something in the last episode like over his thirty or f- thirty year career or something like that, and that would have meant Anthony Mackie was starting mm. to act when he was like ten or eleven, and I don't know that he was doing that. So I I don't know. I haven't looked into Anthony Mackie's history. I know he's a parent, and the Fox is definitely a parent of somebody. He has kids. Uh but so maybe not. But uh, that's what I thought. And Cindy, as far as I'm concerned, has nailed it. I will be shocked if Cindy's wrong when Me it comes too. to the Rottweiler.
1: Yeah. The Rottweiler hands down is Chris Daughtry. Yeah. I have said that from
0: The moment he the started moment singing the moment
1: he started singing. I said that's Chris Daughtry.
0: Yeah. And and those are my two favorites in the competition, by yeah. the way. I think. Yeah. Uh are the, the Rottweiler and the Fox. But, uh, but yeah, I think Cindy's got that one down.
1: Yeah. I don't know, really. I can't really say who I think the other one. There's one, the flower. The flower I had contemplated, Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure about Anita Baker. Um, and There was another one, too, that I was kind of... I don't know. But, anyway... Thingamajig is the coolest on the, is the coolest on the show.
0: Yeah, he is. Well, he's the coolest looking. I
1: yes, yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Next question. Chad McDaniel asks, "What is your favorite drink to make yourself at home?"
1: Hmm. To make myself at home, I'm not very bartender-esque. Is that a word? Bartender. <laughs> not the way you
0: pronounced it. <laughs> well, I don't think that bartendery bartenderish bartenderish I don't think any of those are officially words but well, you so can Well so I
1: have to keep it simple unless I'm using a uh, a recipe from the Tipsy Bartender off Facebook. Um, it's probably going to be something easy for me like bourbon and lemonade or bourbon and diet soda. Um a while back, I made a drink called the Purple Rain that was really good. Um, but again, I had to use a recipe for that. So yeah, my, my go-to drink to make at home is probably going to be bourbon in something, mixed with something.
0: There you go. Um, and mine used to be margarita. I used to make a really great margarita, but I have got out of practice making them. Um, but I have shifted down and Old Fashioned is my favorite drink to make. Uh, Sounds like uh-huh. something
1: a vintage guy would say. It
0: does sound like something a vintage guy would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and now though we have, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk a lot about this thing on my uh, on our on the other podcast Tequila Cast when we get back to recording that. But now we have this drink maker uh, thing, which is essentially a Keurig coffee maker only for mixed drinks.
1: It's amazing. What's that
0: thing called? Drinkworks. Uh, Drinkworks. And and we've been trying. You know, it's basically you put a little. You say, hey, I want to. Um, a Manhattan, and you put a little pot in, and it makes, it mixes it, and makes a Manhattan for you, or a cider, or whatever you want it makes.
1: And it has the booze in it already. Yeah,
0: it already has the booze in it. It's a pretty neat little thing, um, but, uh, we'll talk about more about that. So, Cindy doesn't even have to know the recipe. She can just make herself one this of is these also beverages. True. Um, so that's, uh, that's cool. Um, Chad asked a bunch of questions, so we can only get to one of those today, but, okay. uh, we'll get to other ones later. Um... Um let's see Paul Myers asks and I think this is one that could could uh that you should definitely talk about too. It's it's a it's a loaded question in a lot of ways. Uh-oh. What instances has the comic book world affected your non-comic book lives? Positive and negative.
1: I can answer that. Do it. The comic book world has you go first, <laughs> so
0: you know honestly, it's tough for me to separate the two uh mm-hmm. because over the last ten years, that's pretty much been yeah, my life I mean without the comic books, I wouldn't have the life I have right now. I get to write comics and do something I love for a living, which is rarefied air, it's something that most you know that a lot of people in the world can't say they get to do the thing they love the most um. And I get to write for a living. So that's that's the big positive. It's it's allowed me to quit it allowed me to quit my uh then my day job and, you know, focus on that. It allowed me to spend more time at home, it allowed me to um I mean it's just allowed everything. Yeah. Every every you know, from a from that perspective, it's hard for me to separate comic book life and my non comic book life because everything is about comics. There's the positive. The negative, there's a few There's a few negatives. I mean, and these aren't, again, this is, you, you asked for one. It's not like I'd go out of my way to say how negative it is to work in comics. Right. You know, the one that's most frustrating is nobody in our, nobody that doesn't, well, just very few people understand that this is a job I have. And... Uh, it gets frustrating to me because nobody thinks my time. Because I write comic books, people think my time must just be, uh, just
1: a breeze. A breeze that yeah. I
0: don't work, and uh, and that that my time is in some way less valuable than than theirs. And it comes up again and again and again.
1: I would agree with um,
0: that. That's the most frustrating, and the, you know, the other is, uh. I haven't had a vacation where I wasn't working in 10 years. And this is, you know, the first time we went to Disney World. Uh I got a call from an editor say we really need help on this script. Uh can you can would you be would it be possible for you to to write a script? And I was like, well, I'm at Disney World, but if you really need it, I guess I can do it for you. And it's uh, you know, it, there's that. I'm always working. Yeah. You know, so uh I don't get sick days or vacation days
1: yeah all
0: right, what about you, Cindy?
1: Well, the positive for me is that uh, you have you have so many amazing fans. and I've had the opportunity to meet so many cool people in the industry, people that are fans of the industry. And it's brought a lot of really amazing people into my world that I never would have met otherwise. It's kind of opened my eyes. I was not. I'm. I'm still not a huge comic book fan, but (gasps) it (laughs) dun dun dun. But I have expanded my world, and like there are a few comics that I do read. And I never would have done that before un- until you.
0: Yes, you read the comics of my bitter enemy, Jeff Lemire.
1: I love Jeff Lemire. He's so good. Bah! <laughs> but...
0: Hiss, Jeff Lemire.
1: <laughs> hiss, hiss. I do. I love him.
0: No, he's great. Um, that was a, that's facetious in case anyone starts getting bent out of shape that I, that I loathe Jeff Lemire. <laughs> I, I do not loathe him.
1: He does not strongly dislike him. No, you're over-accentuating. People are going to read into that thinking he's trying to be funny, but he really does hate Jeff Lemire.
0: Jeff Lemire's okay.
1: (laughs) How many times have we said Jeff Lemire now? He's
0: vaguely okay. (laughs) All right, anyway.
1: Anyway, seriously. And the negative for me actually is the same. Jeff Lemire. (laughs) Um... The the negative for me is the same as you in the fact that people don't understand your work schedule, your how you operate, and they just kind of take it for granted. Well, he works from home. He writes comic books. He's got plenty of free time. And truth be told, there are many days... That I might see you for maybe five minutes total throughout the day,
0: and those are your favorite days,
1: and <laughs>
0: they're the best
1: <laughs> no, um no, but and like i I miss spending time with you and but I also understand you have to work. I mean, that's how we pay our bills, and so I wish people understood more how hard you really do have to work.
0: Did you hear that? I'm very hard working, people. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that's, that, that's a good question to end on. We have lots more, and we'll ask for more, so we'll, we'll always be answering questions in the future. Yeah. But now it is time for uh, Cindy's World of Weirdness, and uh, she has some stories that I have not heard that she's going to share that she has dug up. And wants to to tell us about
1: it. Well, this one is not necessarily a weird news thing, Mm -hmm. but it really struck a chord with me, and I think it will with you, too. Um, As a parent, especially of an 11-year-old boy, these kind of things, when you read this, it really, like, it opens your eyes. Um, So this was a story. It was actually, I've had it saved for a while now, um, but we hadn't done a bungalow in 2,000 years. So, you see that it. I upped it, yeah, you did. Um, but anyway, this this eleven year old boy in South Carolina stole his brother's car and drove two hundred miles to meet a stranger he had met on Snapchat. Mm. And the he drove from Simpsonville, South Carolina, which is kind of towards the middle of the state, all the way to Charleston. Which is on the coast. Um, and he just... Thank, thank God it happened. But a police officer pulled up next to him. And it was like 12.30 at night. And there's
0: a le- an 11-year-old driving. And
1: the 11-year-old was driving. And the cop realized, one, that he was a kid. And, two, that he was in the car alone. And... The When he got the kid's attention, the kid asked for help and said he was lost. <laughs> and uh, he had taken his brother's car. He had taken his dad's tablet. And what, again, because an 11-year-old doesn't think like this, he hadn't brought anything to charge the tablet. The tablet died. So he couldn't get, thank God he couldn't get to the address he was trying to get to. And, but then he was lost. So here he was, 200 miles from home, and in the middle of the night, and thank God this police officer pulled up next to him.
0: Well, that's a terrifying story. Yeah. And
1: it just, you know, and like everybody, myself many times included, you know, you, you kind of put the kids on autopilot, and you think they're good kids, you know they're they're gonna be smart. You teach them. You know don't don't talk to people on you know social media. Don't talk to people in games and that kind of stuff. But you can't just assume that they're gonna do the right thing. You've got to parent these kids. Right. And it's real easy. And believe me, I know it because I've done it. It's real easy. You know they're in their room playing. You know, you hear them laughing and. Talking and giggling and playing their games. And you think, oh, they're playing with their friends. But how do you know? Unless you're really checking. How do you know? Right. And, I mean, you just...
0: Well, you just have to ask, the, you have to ask questions. You have to stay involved. Yeah. You can't be... Uh, at least that's my opinion. Everybody has different opinions on it. But you have to stay involved and ask questions and make sure, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And, and stay aware, even when that often irritates them.
1: Yes. Oh, oh, Jackson. Yeah, he gets he gets crazy when I when I go in there and start asking questions. And the other thing too is is and I I don't think he even realizes it yet. But at least once a week, I'm on his computer looking at it. What a snoop! I'm looking at the history. I'm looking at. He's not allowed to watch YouTube unless he does it through my YouTube uh, login. So I have access, no matter where I'm at, I have access at any time to what he's watching. And there's times when if I know he's watching videos, I'll have it pulled up on my iPad watching the history update every time he watches a new video. What a snoop! Well, I'm sorry. My kid's not going to steal a car and drive 200 miles to meet some perv. Yeah. So, But anyway, so that's my little par- that's parental weird. PSA. All right. Um... Now, on to the weird shit. Okay. So, this one, this is one of those ones where I, like, I cringed when I read it, but then I was like, I gotta talk about it. Oh, boy. So, this 73-year-old El Paso man, he's a retired truck driver, and he gets pulled in and questioned for these four random crimes that happened in the 90s. Okay, like they're questioning him. And in the midst of this, he confesses to them that over a span of 40 years, he has kidnapped 79 people to anally probe them while disguised as an alien. Wow. Little me that, weirdo.
0: Wow! I mean, yeah. Well, first of all, it's awful.
1: It's horrible. His, so the guy's name is Arnold White, and he can yeah he confessed to seventy nine kidnappings across California, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas. And he used a mix of hallucinogenic drugs, including LSD and PCP, to subdue the the victims. And then he would carry them inside his truck. I guess he did this while he was doing long haul drive truck driving. But what I don't understand is and I don't understand how this how this works if he's a long haul truck driver because you always have stuff in the back of your truck, but he would drug the victims, and then he had his truck set up inside to look like an operating room. <laughs> This part, it's funny, but it's not. And then he would wear an alien costume.
0: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) And he, um,
0: I'm gonna rename this segment, People Are the Worst. Yeah, because this guy is awful.
1: And he chose his victims who were loners, you know, or and uh, he said, and he said that several of his victims were UFO investigators. That he found hanging out around Area 51 or Roswell. My <laughs>
0: oh, God. Um. Well, but, I mean, I guess you know what's it's again. It's an it's an awful. That's an awful story.
1: It is. Uh,
0: it's not one I. It's not one to make fun about, in my no. opinion, because it's so terrible. This guy's right. an, a horrible, horrible and being. I, I'm gonna. But tell now you. I think about all these people who say they've been abducted right. by aliens. Who knows? This guy.
1: I agree. This guy might not be the only one. Oh, well he he's facing 347 criminal charges and a uh, possibility of a of a jail term of 382 years to life. Well, the guy's 73 years old. I mean, but uh, yeah, and I mean, and there were details. The which I will not
0: Yes, let's not I will not this. talk about. But that's, that's a that's definitely a weird story. This guy deserves, if I mean and I guess what, he's just feeling uh penitent in I his don't late seventies. So he just wants to admit it. What were the crimes he was brought in to be asked about? Uh, see, they had nothing to do say. with UFOs?
1: I guess not. So
0: this dude's just a,
1: a, a horrible a yeah. god
0: awful human being.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it didn't say that, and it didn't say if he was charged with those crimes either, the four that he was brought in in question. Or
0: I wish you hadn't told this story, because what this is going to do, this broadcasts out into the world and the and, and into the universe, and the real aliens are going to hear it, and they're just going to decide to sterilize this world, because it's such a horrible representation of of what humanity can be. And if this is the story they hear... For God's sake, somebody send some puppy videos out there, something, so that people know we're not all awful out in, in space, because the these aliens, I don't know a whole lot about them, but I know they don't take bullshit very well, and they will come, and they will just eliminate us.
1: That's what the men in black are for, Cohen.
0: They That's fictional. That's fictional. What? The men in black are There's fictional.
1: no men in black?
0: There, is, there are men in black, I believe, but it's not the movie men in black. What? I'm sorry. Sorry to tell you that. And they don't have neuralizers.
1: So you're telling me I'm never going to meet Tommy Lee Jones?
0: You might meet Tommy Lee Jones, but not because he's a man in oh. black. All right. What's next? So, have you got a lighthearted story? Because so far, this has taken a very grim turn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. All the rest of them, I'm pretty sure, are lighthearted. All right. This one, I wish I had known this chick when I was in high school. Okay. So this woman in Louisiana got arrested because she was selling medical excuse notes to students for $20 a piece.
0: Ridiculous. (laughs) That's awesome. What a business. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. But yeah, so Belinda Gale, Belinda Gale Fondren. Of Evans, Louisiana. She worked as, like, in a clinical, uh, or not a clinical, she worked as a clerk in a clerical position at a medical clinic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, she was selling doctor's notes to students for, like, doctor's excuses to get out of class for 20 bucks a piece. Now, I blame this on the students because they were dumb. So these two students in particular at, at one of the local high schools. Received excuses on fourteen occasions. Come on, you don't do it that often, because that that raises red flags. So you're dealing with some dumb kids here.
0: Yeah, schools do better teaching your kids to skip school.
1: So at that point, the the board, the school board called the doctor. You know, like what's come on? What's going on? And the doctor told them that I have not treated these kids and I definitely did not authorize these excuses. So then they got the police involved. And that's when they found out about Belinda Gale.
0: Oh, Belinda Gale.
1: So, yeah.
0: You know, this is an interesting story. You know what? I don't know that when I was in school, I ever once... No one ever asked me for a doctor's note or expected us to turn in a doctor's note. Really? Not once. I don't even know that I'd ever heard of such a thing until our kid has to bring in doctor's notes when oh, they're uh, out. I never once had to do it.
1: When I was in school, you could you could be absent and you could come back to school with like a note from your parent, but and it was considered an excused absence. But you were only allowed a certain amount of excused absences. Never,
0: never, never. But
1: if you brought a doctor's note in. Then you were absolved of the absence, like it didn't count against you.
0: Never have I ever had to take a doctor's note into school. I would roll into school whenever I want. I would say, step off me, and the principal and teachers would lower their eyes, avert their eyes, lest they stir my wrath. Okay. All right, what else do you got?
1: So, I didn't even know this existed, but there is a toy museum. (coughs) <coughs> Sorry about There's that. There's
0: a bunch of toy museums.
1: But this is the like the Hall of Fame of toys. Okay. And it's called the Strong Museum of Play. And it's in Rochester, New York. Okay. They have chosen their three Hall of Fame inductees.
0: For this year? For
1: this year. And they are Matchbox Cars.
0: A worthy inductee.
1: Magic the Gathering. Interesting. And coloring books. Coloring books
0: weren't already in... That's
1: what I thought.
0: Also, just coloring books? Then why don't you just say toys? I mean...
1: (laughs) I agree. I was like... What
0: coloring book? Is it the Lone Ranger coloring book I had as a kid? Yes. That one deserves to be there. The Shogun Warriors coloring book that the lady at Nichols Department Store thought me and my mom stole? That one needs to be in there. (laughs) But,
1: just coloring books? Alright, I guess... Um, there's a couple of other there's a couple of other weird, uh, not weird but kind of vague generic, because it, it was from a list of twelve finalists, which included Care Bears, okay, the Fisher Price Corn Popper, which as old as that thing that is, thing that you pull back yeah. and goes.
0: Oh, that thing?
1: No, the thing that you push along. Oh, that and little And the little, little balls pop up. I'm surprised up. that's
0: not in there already. That's what I thought. All right, what else? I mean,
1: that thing's been around since 19-tickety-two. Yeah.
0: What else is um, in there? This is, I like this story.
1: It, Jenga. Masters of the Universe.
0: I'm surprised that's not already in there, hey, too, see? because it revolutionized at the time. The... Uh,
1: My Little Pony. Nerf Blaster. Risk. These last two, I was like, huh? Smartphone? How is that? I mean, I get it.
0: Like the actual smartphone? Yeah. Not like a toy yeah. called a smartphone? Not yeah. that little toy, Not the phone with the little eyeballs that pop back and
1: forth? That's not a smartphone.
0: <laughs> he was pretty smart. He had eyes, a mouth.
1: That's true. And
0: therefore, in theory, you could think he probably could talk. Mm-hmm. Didn't he talk when he picked him up? No. Oh. He wasn't that smart then. He wasn't that smart. All right. What else?
1: And the last one, a spinning top. You know what? Well,
0: a spinning top. No. I mean, that's a famous toy.
1: No, I'll tell you what that is. That's people sitting around a conference table at three at four forty-five on a Friday, saying we've got to come up with a few more options. And somebody said, somebody was looking at their phone at the time and said, "Smartphone." Smartphone's
0: a dumb one, I think. I mean, I get that kids play with them. And I spinning mean, top. Yeah, I get come the on. kids play. With smartphones.
1: that's not a toy. But it's not
0: a toy. I play with cardboard boxes when I was a kid because we didn't have smartphones. And I turned cardboard boxes into suits of armor and robots and spaceships. But it's not a toy. Right. It's a cardboard box. <laughs> a smartphone is a, I, I mean, it's not made to, that's a, t- it's a little different than a cardboard box. But I still don't think it's a, it's a toy. I agree with the others. I think uh, Magic the Gathering. Seems like a weird one, maybe, but that thing, you can't explain how big that was but. when it first came out. And it's still huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I can't remember the others Matchbox cars. Matchbox cars, come on.
1: And coloring books.
0: Coloring books, I mean, they are famous. I mean, I just think it's a little odd that they're such a broad... Just a type of coloring
1: books, but
0: coloring books were huge for me. I used to always get coloring books for Christmas and Mm -hmm. birthdays. You always got coloring books, they're not as popular now.
1: I remember when I was a kid, ever it was the one present I looked forward to every year. I would get one of those big, thick Christmas activity coloring books that had like the seek and finds and the dot to dots and the you know, the crossword, you know what I mean? Like the big, they were the big, fat, they yeah. looked like a telephone book. Yeah. I love those.
0: I remember one Christmas vividly, and I couldn't have been more. This was, had to be pre-kindergarten because of where we were living. Um, but I remember getting a big coloring book that had like apples. And it was like, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. I didn't like that this coloring book was just apples. It, there were no robots in it. There were no monsters. Aww. And I didn't like it. And I was so sad, not because I got a coloring book I didn't like, but I remember being, I mean, I was crying because I was afraid that I was going to hurt Santa Claus and baby Jesus' feelings because I didn't like that coloring book. (laughs) I was, I mean, I was so upset that I was going to hurt their feelings because I didn't like that coloring book. But... Uh, and I didn't want to tell anybody I didn't like it because I didn't want to hurt their their feelings. And that has that that sense of weird guilt has stuck with me all my life.
1: That explains a lot.
0: It does. It really does. <laughs> but uh, but anyway.
1: Now I know why you married me, <laughs>
0: Cindy. All right. Any others? Is that it? We got another one. No, or?
1: I got a couple more. All right. These are fun ones too. All right. So. I don't know. I, I looked. I haven't found that it has been found yet. So, folks, if you're in Florida, and you happen to find a 300-pound Bigfoot statue, could you let the Boynton Beach police know? Did someone steal Bigfoot? Someone stole an 8-foot-tall 300-pound Bigfoot statue from in front of a mattress store in Florida. How the hell do you manage that?
0: Hold on a second. Hear me out. Oh, boy. Hear me out. It
1: wasn't a statue. The
0: only, that's good too, but the only thing that I can think of strong enough to move a 350 pound Bigfoot statue is a Bigfoot. We're in Florida. The skunk ape is out there in the woods, in the swamp, grabs a statue. He's lonely. He doesn't have any friends because there's Bigfoots are endangered. Or is it Feet? Bigfoots. I, I prefer Bigfoots. Bigfoots are endangered. Skunk Ape finds himself a friend like that beach ball in Castaway, takes that Bigfoot, wanders off in the woods. If they want to find where this thing is, head out to the woods, find where Bigfoot lives.
1: Well, See, I was thinking maybe he was in Branson at the Bigfoot.
0: There is a, Bigfoot, or a, 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 a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot search uh, ride that you can go on. They take you up in the mountains and search for Sasquatch. Out in the woods of Bigfoot or out in the woods of Bigfoot Branson. I think it's called <laughs> Bigfoot the Bigfoot Branson. Adventure. It's the Bigfoot Adventure, and I've been on it three or four times.
1: <laughs> Such a dork.
0: <laughs> Alright.
1: Alright, I got one last one. This one's a doozy. Alright. So in Mexico. At a city in Mexico. I don't remember the name of it, and apparently I didn't write it down. But they have beat. The Guinness Book of World Records record for the longest, biggest carnitas taco.
0: I want to go there. Right? Well, what was the record?
1: The record was 246 feet.
0: And what did they make?
1: 335 feet. A
0: 335 foot Carnitas.
1: Carnitas. They were very specific. Carnitas taco.
0: So the record, the world record is that specific. That, that So there could be one for a giant macho taco or yeah, whatever. sure. But, uh, but this is for our carnitas. So yep. not beef and beans burrito. That right. record still may hold.
1: Yes. Yes. Or uh, chicken chimichanga. That still that, may hold. That may still hold.
0: That's fascinating to me. Um, what did they do with it? I mean, I'm guessing they, they had like a big citywide celebration and fed the city. Yeah, that's pretty much 335 like, feet or 50 feet of of taco.
1: Yeah, it said they had 15,000 spectators,
0: and everyone. that would yeah, that's yeah. a lot of wow.
1: Yeah, the the organizer started planning it in 2011, and it uh, they used a crew of local chefs and they assembled the 335 foot carnitas taco. Wait,
0: wait, wait. They started assembling it in 2011.
1: No, they no. <laughs> what would you say? They started planning.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, what did? How did these years <laughs> pass? What this carnitas just sat there?
1: Yeah, under a heat lamp. Yes.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Um. But no, the no, the local chefs started assembling it, and they used three thousand three hundred and twenty-two pounds of seasoned pork.
0: Yeah.
1: And. 2,646 pounds of corn tortillas.
0: Is it crispy carnitas like you can get at the Old Town Cafe in San Diego? Oh, my gosh. Because those crispy carnitas are the best. Um, Well, that sounds fascinating. And what's interesting, if my history at a Mexican restaurant holds true, if I were to see this 350-foot carnitas taco, I would think I could eat the whole thing by myself and just order it. All for me.
1: Yeah. You probably could. Hey... I'm just saying, because you love carnitas.
0: <laughs> you probably could. Piggy, piggy, no, piggy. No.
1: That's not what I meant.
0: And right, now you you're eating it. get a
1: to-go it. box sure. for the rest of it.
0: Sure, okay. <laughs> a to-go long-haul truck, and yeah. I don't want to do that, <laughs> I, because, <laughs> because for God's sakes, who who knows what is going to happen?
1: <laughs> the alien pulls nah, up. No, no, just to stop. Do stop. you remember, do you remember, this is totally off topic, but when i was a kid there was a there was a commercial for miller beer and it was these i think it was these two like hillbilly kind of redneck guys and this alien comes up to him and starts going rillum reeb
0: oh i remember that rillum
1: reeb i remember real, yeah and then then one guy says to the other one something about what's he saying and then one says, I think he wants our beer.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Rill him reeb. Rill
0: reeb. I remember that. I did not. Until you said that part of it, I didn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like a great place for us to end today. Rill him reeb. Rill reeb. All right. All right. So sign us off, Cindy Bun.
1: So long from the bungalow where the air is salty, and so are we. Yeah.
0: Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow, welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show, Cindy and Kale coming through. they about to let it, let it go, welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. life-loving
1: comics is the, place to, the be. place to be, he's a comic book writer, she's a music lover, things get a little crazy when these two get together, life's a surprise like unpredictable weather, but when you got someone you love, it just make it all better, daily quizzes tell me can you keep up, news of the weird, I know you can't get enough, tell us comic corner, yeah, it's where it goes down, Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show Cindy and Kale, come in today, about to let it go Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat Yeah. Life-loving comics is the place to be So welcome to the bungalow From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain Let's go